PlayStation Experience, where it is I, your boy, Dad Ninja Dev, and I am joined, of course, by my main man down in Florida, Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. You know, it's a little early. I'm a little tired, but otherwise, I'm chilling. Yeah. We are also joined by the Platinum Princess herself, Miss Haley Nicole Miller, and how are you this morning? Oh, you didn't call me the Secretary of the Spoilers. <laughs> Actually, actually, that's really funny because the discussion from last week's podcast over in the GMG Discord, um, they were all laughing about the fact that I said I wanted to kill a fourteen-year-old kid. Um, Yes, yes, you did. Not gonna lie, I finished the series. So, spoilers for the strain. Uh, Hey, maybe don't set off a nuke in the middle of New York, and I won't want to kill you. So, actually, wait, don't do it twice because this kid does it twice. How so, you set off a nuke twice? Wow. How is well, that possible? Well, like the, the first, first the, it's a nuke. The, I think the first time it worked. No, no, no! It works the right. first time. Then nine months pass. Then they find another nuke, bring it back to New York to kill the bad guy of the show, and uh, the kid activates it again. Actually, doing a good thing for once. Uh, but hey, maybe don't set off a nuke in New York twice. This kid maybe, has been playing far too much Fallout. <laughs> Just like I mean. Hi, for reference, this is a show about vampires, by the way. So You sure? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um actually, like, real talk, the show is really good. Uh it's actually so good that I started rewatching it after I finished it, because it just reappeared in my Disney Plus queue. Um Someone get this woman a job. Uh, hi, please help. Um I'll good. S- like Lord. I'm also like rewatching all the Marvel shows, so I started rewatching Agents of Shield and uh, you know. Wow. I wonder you've never seen Game of Thrones. I wonder if you'd hate this kid more or if you'd hate uh What are you talking about? Joffrey I, I I hate this oh, kid want... more than Joffrey. Yes. I just uh, uh, hold I on a hold, hold on a second here. Is that is it possible just, to hate just, any kid? Just for reference, hi, I own Game of Thrones on Blu-ray. I have seen it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Game of Thrones is well it was great until until season um, eight. Yep. Season yeah. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. God, that season was awful. Whole lot of awful. The only, the only good thing about that season was Arya doing the knife drop, and that's all I'm gonna say, because you know, that's about all that needs to be said. Well, we're forgetting about Lady Mormon. She was quite awesome. Yeah. Just, that was cool. She was dope. She was dope. But yeah, no. Um yeah, it's uh <laughs> It's it's a good show. Highly recommend it. But you know, it's based on a series. Right, of, well, it's based on a series of books by uh, Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan. Cool. So 
Well, why don't you just keep on going and let us know how your week has been uh, with I've all been, your strain watching uh, and uh, <laughs> workshop doing for um, work stuff. Hi, maybe don't sound like this. I am talking like a robot while presenting for two hours. Um, I, it's all stuff I already know, but like they're mandatory as part of like this program. So I have to attend them. Um, hi, I would like to bash my skull in while, while listening to this woman talk, which isn't to say that the information is boring. It's to say that she sounds like a robot and I'm falling asleep while she's talking. Like, you know, it's funny. I don't know if I've ever heard a woman monotone like that. I've definitely heard plenty of dudes, but I don't know if I've ever heard a woman just kind of be a monotone, put me to sleep kind of. Also, like, not to, not like. You know, not not to demean this woman's computer skills, but if you're gonna show videos during your presentation, maybe have them waiting and not have to, like, take five minutes to get them up and going during the presentation. Because then you're just wasting everyone's time. And, oh my god, this woman took 20 minutes to get a video up on screen on Thursday. Uh the, the lack of tech knowledge for some people. I mean, she's probably used to just doing it in person, and so generally learning the video yeah. stuff is hard. Yeah. But regardless, again, I know most of this information. I'm just required to attend them, and I have been. You know, it's not like I'm, you know, logging in and then walking away. But yeah. um, other than that, uh. <laughs> Uh, TV wise, like I said, I finished the strain, started rewatching it, still working on criminal minds. Uh, the flash season seven started. So that was pretty good. Uh, real talk though. And I'm not spoiling the flash, but like, this is like superhero content in general. Hey, can we stop doing the superhero loses their powers thing? Cause that's just, it's overplayed and really annoying. Um, spoilers for wonder woman 84, which I haven't seen. They do it there. Uh, they do it a lot in the flash. Uh, like over the first two seasons, um, you know, they did it a bunch in Smallville, but at least when they did it in Smallville, they made the plot interesting. Like, oh, hey, Clark didn't listen to his dad. So his dad took his powers away. Oh, okay. That's an interesting storyline. It lasted three episodes. Hey, the flash losing his powers was the rest of season six and the first episode of season seven. Can can we not do that? The Flash loses his powers every week on that show. It's so infuriating. <laughs> like every chance, every time they, it's like from season two on down, the Flash just loses his powers. Actually, out. actually, it's from season one, episode seven on. Yeah. He loses his powers for the first time on that show in episode seven. It is so annoying because <laughs> you want to watch the you watch the Flash watch to, to see the, the Flash, Flash run, <laughs> and they constantly take. That's like that would be the equivalent of them. Taking away the green arrows, arrows every week. <laughs> like, you know I, what? Mean, I mean, to be fair, for like half of season four, they did that, but he yeah. was also that was like season two of the Flash, so they started bringing metahumans over for him to fight. Yeah, but at, at least that plot was interesting because Oliver can improvise. Barry without his speed is just useless. He's just a, a white guy. That's all. He, <laughs> well, he can't. He can't fight. He doesn't have any type of obtainable skills. Outside of being really fast. So, without his speed, he's just a, a regular white guy who's kind of smart. Anyways, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> aside from that, oh, uh, as I'm sure you can guess, Barry has all his speed back by the end of the episode. 
Great! Can we never do that again, please? I'm so tired of it. They did it once on Supergirl, and it was an interesting plot because it was it was a newly introduced power in the comics. It was like right after um, they did like the first reboot before Rebirth, where Superman had done a solar flare and like what had none of his powers. They did that with Supergirl in the first season, and then she never lost her powers again. Like, yeah. Could we not? Anyways, uh, also watching Superman and Lois, that show's really good. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. That show is really good. And not even just, like, for a CW show. It's actually really good. Yeah, and also, like, you can tell it has a higher budget, and it's shot, like, in like it's uh, in IMAX, actually. Like, it's shot in a different format than most CW shows. Um, Gaming-wise, this is probably going to surprise no one, but I'm working on my next Platinum. Can anyone guess what it is before I say it? Miles Morales. Hey! <laughs> only because only I saw a trophy pop the other day. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was bored, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm waiting for, like, you, you know, like I'm bad in between games like I do. Like, there's a log, right? Like, I've got Mass Effect pre-ordered. Um, so I was like, ah, screw it. I'll load it. Uh, hey, fun fact. This game loads just as quick as the PS5 version does, so I'm not even, like, upset about it. Um, I, I've gotten most of the annoying trophies for it out of the way. The only one I have left is the completed enemy base undetected one. Uh, so other than that, that's what I've been working on. Uh, I jumped into Fortnite last night to buy the Psylocke skin because that was on sale in the store. Uh, also thanks Fortnite for when I log in, I got a thousand V bucks for free. Cool. Save me 20 bucks. Nice. Um, I think there's some lost class action lawsuit about to happen with them, too. Yeah. Um, and then, other than that, just, you know, Valhalla here and there. Jumped into Apex for their, uh, you know, year two anniversary as well. So, I've been all over the place this week and still watching way too much TV. Please help Sometimes me find a job. <laughs> what about you, Devin? How has your week been? Uh, my week sucked. <laughs> I'm not even going to, like... Sugarcoated. I don't want to get too much into it, but in short, lost a friend this week. Didn't really play any video games. Didn't feel like it. I did watch some TV, and this is probably maybe the first thing I did this week. I watched some TV maybe Saturday. I watched, um, yeah, that was Saturday. I watched two movies. I watched one, which I highly recommend. It's, um, I had to Google the name of it. It's a documentary. It's called The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story. Mm. It's really good. It's like a documentary about the start of Nickelodeon to not now. I want to say it's from the start of Nickelodeon to the which like, slime years. No, not even that. I think it, it, it ends literally at SpongeBob. Yeah, so oh, wow. that's that's after the Secret Slime years. Yeah, the they Secret don't, Slime was Danny Tamborelli. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't even get in. They don't even really get the SpongeBob. They I think it's a really fascinating documentary to watch, and they kind of. Explain why they don't get into SpongeBob and Dora the Explorer because, and this is, I highly recommend this, but I think this is a good tidbit for you guys to make you guys want to watch it because they don't give too much details about it. But they kind of say that Dora and SpongeBob kind of ruined Nickelodeon. And hmm. what I mean by that is because Dora, apparently Dora the Explorer made a billion dollars, as well as SpongeBob. Wow. Those were like the, the the company's two biggest shows, and because hmm. they were so popular. It kind of saturated Nickelodeon. They start. It kind of lost their creativity because of that. So they kind of tried to do 
let's do more SpongeBob, let's do more Dora type of things because they before those shows, they weren't they were making money. Like Double Dare was hugely popular. Um, mm-hmm. You can't do that on television. All that those shows were low cost, hugely popular shows, but they weren't making a billion dollars. Yeah, like right. like the Amanda Bynes show, like that gag where like they were all wearing the same outfit. That gag yes. was hilarious, but that's not making them the amount of money that SpongeBob does. Actually, so much so that they've announced like three different spinoffs. They've got one like SpongeBob as like a little kid, kind of like Camp Young Cole. Sheldon. Uh, they've got um. The, the Patrick, Patrick show. Star show, and I forget what the other one is, but it's really ridiculous. And all of them are against the original creator's wishes. So, yeah, the original creator died, and his will was like, "Hey, don't make spinoffs of my shows." And Nickelodeon was like, "Yeah, no, we're we're just gonna skip right past that and make three spinoff shows." Yeah, it's the documentary is fascinating on how they get into one how Nickelodeon was basically run by all women. Yeah. And they did a fantastic job of going outside the box and how Nickelodeon, in many ways, is a lot like MTV. Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and MTV are very parallel in their rise and how they kind of reach that one specific audience. And it's it's a fantastic doc in terms of, like, if you like all those Nickelodeon shows like Double Dare, Hey Dude, You Can't Do That on Television, are you afraid of the dark? They they get into detail about all those shows and give you a lot of fascinating facts about shows like that and Blues Clues for a matter. I didn't know Blues Clues was made by a woman, and it's kind of like. Did Did you know that Blue uh, was a, a girl? Yeah, I know that part. I knew that okay. part, yeah. and I also didn't know that the like, Steve was is like is not like the character from the show at all. He's like no. he's like a a punk rock type guy, and he went yeah. in there and like. And they saw me like, uh, we don't know about you. And then he did the test, and they were like, this guy's perfect for this show. Can you kind of dress a little bit more conservative? And they, he said, yeah, okay, I can do that. And he kind of became a stick like for Like Bob Saget on Full House. Exactly. He is, <laughs> that is the perfect analogy. He is kind of like Bob Saget from Full House. He is the complete opposite mm-hmm. of what you think he would be. And I think that's awesome. It's a great doc. Yeah. That's what's so funny. what's I, the other I, one you watched? my... After Dev finishes. No, I was just going to say, I took the Paramount uh, Plus like free trial and had all the Nickelodeon stuff and was just like, oh my God. Oh. It's like going through my childhood. You've, yeah. started, awesome. you've started a rant now. Hi. Uh, CBSL Access actually exists here. Of course, for those unaware, CBSL Access became Paramount Plus. Hi. Uh, we have Paramount Plus, but we get none of the Paramount programming until July. That's weird. We're paying the same price for the CBS content and getting none of the Paramount content. Woo! I don't even know how that I don't even know how that Welcome even works. Canada, we suck. Also, also for reference since I know that Nathan posted a deal for like hey, save 30%. Yeah, none of those deals work in Canada cuz the only way to get CBS all access is through Apple TV. So you can only pay for it month to month. You can't do like a yearly subscription. Hi, welcome to Things in Canada Suck. Yeah, I I literally canceled my CBS All Access and re-upped it so I can get the fit like the 40% off a one year deal. Yep. Nope. None of that <laughs> exists here. Like you, you you can literally go to CBS All Access like or ParamountPlus.ca and it'll have a join button, but when you click it, it gives you an error 404. This page doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I'm not I, I'd rather do that. I did that with CBS All Access and um HBO Max. Like I'm not gonna keep paying fifteen dollars a month for y'all got like 
20, 30 percent off for six months. I said, no, I would just rather pay the six months, and then yeah, when that deal comes back around again, I'll just do it again. Oh, but the other yeah, other I'll probably pick and choose months that I actually get it. I, I probably won't keep a subscription to it. Yeah. So. yeah, my kids watch both of those things a lot, so I have to keep both of those. And uh, the other, th- oh, go ahead, Haley. Uh, I was just gonna say the other thing is. I know it's not going to happen here, but you know what's on Paramount Plus that if anyone wants to rewatch, you can do all 15 seasons of Criminal Minds. <laughs> yes, it is on Paramount Plus. Yeah. But the other thing I watched was um, Monster Hunter. Mm. That is a movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, cer- it certainly is. <laughs> it's it's funny to me because <laughs> my son, me and my son watched it. And he kept saying, what does this have to do with Monster Hunter at all? And I said, son, have you seen the Resident Evil movies? Yeah. They're all, <laughs> just, they're all just excuses to get Mila Jovovich scantily clad. Yeah. I said, I, I said, son, you see that, that woman right there? You know why she's the main character and she's not going to die? Her husband's the director. That's why she's the main character in all these films. There is some incredibly bad acting in those, in those oh, movies. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even talking about her. She's actually a decent actress. No, she is, yeah. But T.I. is an awful actor. Did you guys see the news Why report? Is that, T.I. in it? Did you guys it, it, see the exactly. news report that T.I. is not returning to some show? And I'm like, why was he in the show to begin with? Yeah, T.I. is not returning to a lot of things after late. <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Yeah. T.I.'s career might be over. <laughs> like, win, lose, or draw, his career might legit be over. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Megan Good is in the movie. It's it's a yeah. It's a lot of like <laughs> mainstream actors in this movie. It's not. It's I'll say this. Ninety percent of the movie almost has nothing to do with Monster Hunter, and then you get to that last ten percent. Like oh, this actually looks like Monster Hunter. Mm. And that's me and my son were like oh that's pretty cool. I said watch. I said well I tell him watch they're gonna mess it up immediately. And as soon as I said that. Let's bring the monsters into the real world. Like, oh, ah, God. <laughs> the, the, the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom thing. The, hey, let's let the dinosaurs roam free. Yeah. Click! Um, hey, uh, real talk. I knew that movie was going to be not... It was going to be a thing when they were like, hey, we're putting tanks in the Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, that the, the, the part about them coming to the real world literally in the trailer. But I, if you like the Resident Evil movies, I think you probably like it. It's one of those types. It's the exact same formula. I would say so much that the first hour of the movie feels like a a Resident Evil horror film. Yeah. To that to that degree, and then they finally wow. get to the actual part of it, feeling like, oh, this is actual Monster Hunter. This makes sense now. But yeah, it's an interesting movie to say the least. And I guarantee yeah, they're gonna make sequels. Oh, the, oh, they are. Oh, no. uh, actually, oh, actually, they might oh, not because no. the movie already got banned in China because they included a slur in the movie when it released. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost certain. I thought pop- they took that out and cleaned that up and got it released. Uh, oh no, it's still banned in China. I, I am certain because the, the thing about these movies, even with the Resident Evil movies, they don't cost that much to make. That's yeah. why he, that's why he keeps getting these licenses to make these movies because they're cheap to make. And they're most always profitable because of okay. their so cheap to make. Real talk, though, very excited to see the uh, the the Resident Evil like live action movie this year, and the Netflix one because the Netflix one uh, is animated, so that should be all right. 
And then very excited to see the live action one because it's like Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 in one movie, uh, which shouldn't be hard to do, but also because it's got Neil McDonough and Robbie Mel in it. So That should be interesting. Yeah. For anyone who's not aware of who those are, Neil McDonough is Dum Dum Dugan in Captain America. Uh, he also plays Damien Dark on Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, and Robbie Amell played Firestorm. And it's also Stephen Amell's cousin. Yes. But yeah, that's all I did I'll this week. Add that to the list of shows I won't be watching. <laughs> it's a movie, not a show. Movie pass. <laughs> I mean, you've never been a Resident Evil person, anyway, so not surprising. No. No, but I did enjoy the Milojovic movies. Those were those were quite all right. I uh, I quite they were absolutely actually nonsense. speaking of the Milojovic movies. I have a story from the first time I went. Thanks, gamer. I went. To, I'm not seeing that anywhere. Um, it's in the stream chat. I have the stream chat open and it's like empty. Huh? Uh, anyways, um, fun story about the Milojovic movies. Uh, when I went to Anime North in 2012. Uh, we were in the hotel for the night, right? Like, it, it was dark. It was, like, 9 o'clock, and, like, the re- the first Resident Evil movie was on, and someone was like, oh, that that was my sister. I'm like, well, not anymore. She just tried to eat you. And the entire room was like, Haley! <laughs> what is uh, Anime North? Uh, it is an... <laughs> it was an... It's an anime convention in Ontario. It takes place in Toronto. Uh, uh, okay. It usually happens on uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh... So like May twenty fourth, usually, but obviously last year it got canceled for COVID, and it's not happening this year because of COVID either. So. What is a convention at this point? Because we haven't seen yeah. those in so long. <laughs> Super spreader events—that's what they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, people got <laughs> sick after that. Those things. Also, if anyone's aware of who uh, Fluffy Talks is on YouTube, I met him at Anime North in two thousand twelve. That was nice. who, what is a Fluffy Talks. He is. A, I don't even want to know. He is a comedic it YouTuber who makes uh, everything wrong with Walmart videos. So like, it's just a bunch of photos of people doing stupid shit in Walmart, and he makes fun of them. It's great. Well, that's like my homie B Rob. B Rob does something similar to that. I will. Uh, I will link a Fluffy Talks video to you later. He's great. Well, my week was uh, it's a week. Yeah, it happened. Uh, I don't remember most of it. Because um, I just don't. There was work. Yeah. There was some games. What did I play this week? I played The Division. I streamed that on Thursday with a couple of the homies. Because that's what I do now. Every Thursday, I'll stream. Typically, it'll be something multiplayer with, with a couple of my boys. Which is just good times. Um, other than that, much like Delvin, my, my, my week was just kind of meh. You know, it just wasn't super great was rather busy a lot of stuff with the kids um just trying to transition and figure stuff out we got to start looking at you know the possibility of schools coming back open for especially for next fall so getting all their registrations and stuff like that done which just means i gotta spend money which sucks um but other than that yeah the week was just it was just like a typical regular work week i didn't do a whole lot of gaming outside of the division on thursday i played a little bit uh, more of that last night um i think did i play outriders or was that last week i did jump back into outriders um and i didn't talk about this last week because i wasn't here but i really enjoyed the 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 outriders uh 
Put our writer's demo. It was what, uh, what, really... what class did you choose? Trickster. I went with the Trickster. Um, I really enjoy being able to, you know, basically freeze people or slow them down and teleport behind them and stuff like that. And then being able to, you know, pop that bubble to slow time and then have the Pyromancer throw, like, the fire in there to just jack everybody up. So, like, the combination of being able to combine powers was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoy the gameplay loop. I, I enjoy, like, getting into that, figuring out the combos, grinding for, like, the weapons or whatnot. Um, the story also, for me, is interesting. I actually enjoy what they're doing there. I went back through and collected, like, all the collectibles that I could find and stuff, like, reading the journals and all the players, all the character bios and stuff. So... Really enjoying that. Looking forward to it coming out in the first. It's definitely going to be a game that I play with a lot of with, with my boys. We're we're, we're going to play the heck out of some Outriders. So I uh, that'll be a lot. I of fun. chose Pyro, and uh, it's really again, like I said last week, it's really weird to uh, heal by setting people on fire. Yeah, yeah. Fire, fire, good. Kill enemies, bad. Delvin, so, did you ever but, attempt to play it or? Didn't even have a chance to. Didn't even think about it this week, honestly. Yeah, I mean the demo is still up. Uh, I got a story that we'll talk about a little bit later because they're 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 doing some stuff with it. But the demo doesn't stop. It's just there until until the game launches, and it might still be there once the game launches for people to still be able to get a taste of it. But yeah, um, I really like what they're doing there. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. When does this launch? Uh, April first. Uh, April first. Huh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, so But yeah, other than that, just yeah, Outriders Division. I didn't even jump into Destiny this week or God of War, which I still need to finish. Um but I'll get to those eventually. But that was pretty much it for my week. Just hey, real, no, real no, basic. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some questions, so let's just uh jump right into them. My first question comes from uh at Bebot Pad on be bad pod on Twitter says super weird question. Do you have any games you can recommend for a person who gets up and walks away from the controller a lot? Can't sit still for more than 10 to 15 minutes. I have a I'll few. Del- uh, yeah. I was going to say, I'll let Delvin go first. Cause I know he's got a few. So. Um, half minute hero, which was on PS three is a good game. I like usually games that I really like. Where you can get through a level in two minutes or less, I would say that's those are good choices for that game for things like that. Also, and this I know this is not a Nintendo podcast. The Mario games are really good for that. Like um, New Super Mario World, New not Super Mario World, New Super Mario Brothers, and things like that. Anything that you can play and finish a level within ninety seconds or less are pretty good for things like that. And there are a lot of games on PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox that kind of do have that. I'm just trying to think of some more that's like that. Um, Bro Force, which is kind of like a Contra-like shooter game, which is super fun, is not that hard. And you can finish the stage like in a, a minute or two minutes. Just try to get into games like that. Like You don't want to get into those narrative-heavy games, especially like yeah. those visual novel games that take forever to get to any part of the story. Don't play nothing like Persona. Just go to those fun, quick-hit games that you can kind of hop in and play for Two or three minutes and hop right back out of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say platformers. I I was gonna say like a minute. I think that's one of them. Uh you have you have a life and it's sixty seconds and then 
you try and get where you were. Uh, like, you die every 60 seconds. So, like, you're, you're trying to, like, get back to what you had. It's not a roguelike. It's just essentially, like, a game where, like, every 60 seconds, like, you, you're you dying and going back um, and trying to figure out, the be- like, a faster way through a level is, is what I've heard of it. I've never played it, but I, I just know, like, you're asking for someone who gets up in the controller. I, I figure a game like that might be good as well. Yeah. Other than platformers, I can't think of anything um, outside of that. Just something you don't have to be heavily, you know, involved with or follow a narrative path. Because, yeah, getting up and moving around a whole lot, you're not going to really, you know, focus or be too invested. So anything that's a little bit more lighthearted, quick hitting, I think would be would be good for that type of that type of stuff. Yeah. Next question comes from at the Almighty Ray. He wants to know what PS exclusive title coming out in 2021 excites you the most. Horizon. Are we sure that's coming in 2021? Absolutely. Mm. Returnal. Okay. Returnal for me. Returnal. Yeah. Oh. I'm super excited for Returnal. I know it looks super cool. It looks like the type of game, a story based. Shooter that I'm looking forward that I want to play, so I'm super excited for Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. But I'd say Returnal. I kind of know what I'm gonna get expect from Ratchet and Clank. I don't yeah. know what I'm gonna expect from Returnal, so I'm gonna go with Returnal right now. I mean, Returnal looks cool, but I'm I'm not really into like roguelites, which is what Returnal is because it's bullet hell and you're like every time you die the level resets. And changes, and I'm just not into that. So, I'll probably pick it up when it's on, like, when it's on sale and give it a shot, because I generally do with most PS exclusives. Um, PS developed, like, first-party studio, uh, Horizon. If I had to choose a PS exclusive, I might say Deathloop. Yeah. I think, for me... Because I'm not sure if Horizon is really coming out this year. I think it might be Kena. Kena looks and really good. I, that's, yeah, that one looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Um, the combat looks cool. The story looks cool. It's just a beautiful looking game. So and it's cheap. I think that might be my yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> this is a situation with the Pathless. I mean, I'm not complaining because Kena looks like it's going to be longer than the Pathless, but uh, it's forty dollars in the states and fifty three ninety nine here in Canada. Yeah. Canada. Just awful. The, the worst. The worst. Yeah. I really do hope Horizon hits this year. I, I just, fully expect it to. I don't want to excite myself. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've they fully delayed like straight out of this year. Um Gran Turismo already. And I fully expect God of War's not hitting this year either. So really, Returnal, Ratchet, and Horizon is what I would expect from them this year. Yeah. We'll yeah. see once we get more news, but uh, fingers crossed that it drops. Oh, you know what? I might be the most excited for the for Final Fantasy Intergrade. Yeah, actually, that's, that's another good one. That's, yeah, I forgot that's exclusive. Are you excited, though? You don't even know the price. I don't care. You yeah. were having that conversation last night. Don't deny it. I, I don't. I don't care. The yeah, I. 
I didn't care about the price. I just I wasn't the one who was complaining about the price. I said it'd probably be twenty to thirty bucks, but I don't really care what it is. Twenty to thirty bucks for maybe five hours of content. Woo! I'm fine with that. It's Final Fantasy, my favorite game from last year. Yeah, plus I can always replay Final Fantasy VII with sixty frames and all the goodness. Like, I'm I'm totally okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all. Also, I'm fine with letting for me. I'm completely fine with paying directors for their uh, gamers for their work. Like they came out with some, I guess it's DLC. You want to call it? Yeah. It seems like it's gonna be good. Hey, thirty bucks? Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, same with me. Like how long a game is doesn't really affect like how much I pay for it. Like that doesn't. That just doesn't. It's not it a doesn't, thing that I factor in at all. Doesn't generally affect me either, but I don't know. DLC being that high for that little content feels weird. But then I play a lot of games where if I'm paying that much, it's usually like 20, 30 hours of content because I'm mostly usually playing like Fallout or whatnot, right? Like I don't know. It's it's a weird conversation for sure. Again, developers should absolutely be getting paid for their their work so i mean regardless i don't know I- i'm not a big final fantasy person i tried final fantasy 7 and i just didn't enjoy it so i'm mostly just taking the piss out of youtube so <laughs> yeah plus with final fantasy i highly doubt it would only be five to seven hours yeah. just because even with yep it being basically just yuffie's like chapter of what she was doing while Final Fantasy VII was happening, I, I, I just don't think it'll only be five to six hours. Yeah. Nothing Final Fantasy ever is just that short. So. Yeah. I, I'm always cool with paying for content like this as opposed to, hey, pay me $20 more just for an upgrade to the the game. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like It's not really, really an upgrade. It's just like, hey, we just kind of passed it for you so I can play on PS5. Uh, look at it, you. All these cosmetics. Yes. Look at look at it, you, Tony Hawk. I mean, I don't have to pay for it because I bought the deluxe edition whenever, but the Tony Hawk PS5 version comes out at the end of the month, and anyone who didn't buy the digital deluxe edition has to pay $10. Yeah, I'm not a fan I mean, of that. that. To me, that was not that bad because you're also getting the digital deluxe content. I mean, sure, but also, I know we're not an Xbox podcast, but hey, like this isn't really a consumer-friendly move, and I'm very surprised because... Again, Xbox has generally been consumer friendly. Hey, if you have a physical copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two Remake, hi, you can't upgrade at all. You you have to buy the whole game digitally to upgrade on Xbox. It's Activision; they want money. I'm not surprised by this in the least. Okay, but that that's fine <laughs> that they want money. But hey, you already own the game on disc. Let's say. With Xbox, you can't just put the disc into your Series X and upgrade for $10. You have to buy the whole game over again if you have a physical copy. That's stupid. I bought Tony Hawk for $5 on Xbox Series X, so it doesn't bother me at all. I think, like, like I, said, I got it for, like, $5. Yep, 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 yep. Baffling. Anyways, that comes out at the end of the month, and, uh... Let's see if when I transfer my save over, it pops all the trophies again. Yeah. Trophy hunting at its best. I mean, hey, look at me. I'm playing the PS4 version of Miles Morales to replay it so I get all the trophies again. That's Haley. I mean, that that could be your job. You need to find a way to get paid for hunting trophies. 
Sony, hi. <laughs> I will test your trophy system for you. Just just give me a call. Like a uh, dog, the bounty hunter. Hell, <laughs> you the bounty hunter. Just got to <laughs> go uh, hunting trophies. Let's, let's let dog just you know be in his own little world. I don't well, really think he's touched the world after his wife died. So yeah, he, you know, he's he, oh he 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 has he did a really really bad movie. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's I, let I'm, him keep doing I, bad movies. I, I'm not going to crap on the movie because it was kind of a tribute to his wife, but that doesn't make it good. Uh, hi, for reference, my mother used to watch Dog the Bounty Hunter like every morning. So, like, I did too. I, I know a lot about that man's life, and the only thing I really know that stands out and is like, I haven't heard from that man in years is like, oh, hey, his wife died. Okay, you know what? Just Just let him go off and do his own thing. Yeah, I, I do too. I used to watch the show a lot. Only thing I know about Dog and Bounty Hunter is the South Park episode where uh, Cartman <laughs> became. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. So, our next question in keeping with Final Fantasy VII El Vegeta Fajita wants to know our preference Jesse or Tifa? Tifa. I personally am a Jesse man. She knew what she wanted. I dated a few girls like Jesse. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn out well for me. So I'm gonna go T <laughs> so I'm gonna go T <laughs> Yeah. I like Jesse. She has spunk. She was yeah. I mean this 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 Jesse. might shock you, but Aerith overall. Really yeah, Aerith is is the goat. Ugh. I no. I've never been a fan of her. I was sad, you know, when Sephiroth did what he did. She, mainly because she was my healer and she she had my best materia. I, I, but other I than mean, that, she's too she, she's too spacey for me. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I, hey, I mean, I'm spacey, so like, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Let's go, Jesse. Team Jesse. I think I said that like from the beginning. Oh, you said that. You, yeah, you, you said like, that oh, from yeah. the get go. Let's go. <laughs> Next question comes from at PSVG Kevin, and he asks, other than The Last of Us, what other game to TV adaptation would you like to see from a Sony game? Uncharted. I'd rather they do a TV show than a movie, because uh, those interviews Tom Holland is doing for that movie, oh boy. Yeah. That uh, that movie's going to be something. Uh, Be glad. Also, probably don't watch the movie, because it's going to be bad. Um, I... I have two answers. I have a cheat answer, and I have an answer that's not so cheat. My cheat answer is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Just make a TV yeah. show based off of Miles Morales' side of the story and him learning to be Spider-Man and getting used to it, getting calls from Peter. Hey, basically say, hey, Harlem is your area to be Spider-Man. You're Harlem Spider-Man, and I'm on this side of the world handling other Spider-Man problems. And just kind of tell that personal story of Miles. I know that's cheating because Miles is not is a PlayStation character. That version of Miles is a PlayStation character. But Miles Morales has been in multiple kind of series, yeah. whether it's Ultimate Spider-Man and he, he has his own movie. So my non-cheat answer would probably be, whew, trying to think what would be good. You know what? Until Dawn. Give me an Until Dawn TV series. Well, a Dark Pictures anthology TV series where every week they tell 
uh, every season they tell a different kind of story, horror story, whether it's like Man of Medan or Until Dawn or something like that. Every season with the same host, it kind of gives you like this little glimpse in the horror. You can you can even that if you want to. It's a great idea. It makes me think of the house on haunting the house, the haunting of Hill House in Bly Manor. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think that would be a really cool show. That would be awesome. I would watch that. As far as a TV adaptation that I would want to see from a PlayStation, ugh, it's tough because. Uncharted for me, it would just be a movie. There's no, I don't feel like any reason to make that a TV series, just because like all the shows are just they're it's just a movie. So, um, Uncharted, I mean, The Last of Us, also like, I'm not, I, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not like super excited or over the moon for it. Um, damn that 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 was a good one, Delvin. Um. I'd probably watch a Ratchet and Clank animated series, to be perfectly honest. There already is one. Mind something like that. Series, series. There's just a movie, right? There no, there's a, series. a there's a series of shorts on. It's only available in Canada right now, but they they are, they are a thing. Then that that if it's only available in Canada, it doesn't exist. <laughs> I had no idea, but I was um, one of my stories my like kids. two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I, I but again, I can't watch it doesn't exist i mean you're always going on about a vpn you can get a vpn and watch it i don't need a vpn though that's the beauty um that would probably be about the only thing that i can think of that i would i would watch something serialized um that from sony otherwise most of their franchises like i i don't think i'd want to see a live action or tv adaptation of like i wouldn't want to see a god of war like series or anything like that i feel like the video game does it just fine, and I feel like if you a lot of this stuff when you put them in TV, you lose a lot of that. So God of War would be hokey. I think, I'd, yeah, just it wouldn't work for me. Same with Horizon. Like I don't think I'd want to see a TV adaptation of that. Like I wouldn't mind like a comic book or books for a lot of the stuff, but TV series, I just feel like too much gets lost. So other than Ratchet and Clank, I don't think there's anything else I'd really want to see uh, a TV adaptation of. Our last question comes from At Bland Explosion, and he ponders what is one major first-party title or franchise that would sell PSVR 2 units? Nothing, because PSVR 1 didn't sell. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Killzone. Killzone would be awesome. Mm, I was thinking Resistance. Either would work, but... Uh, really, I I don't see like a Horizon doing well in VR just because of how expansive those worlds are. Uh, mostly you could do like uh like Assassin's Creed does. This isn't in VR, but like Assassin's Creed does the uh, the exploration tours where like there's no combat, there's no nothing, but it's like just like a guided tour through history. You could do that with Horizon, but that's not really gonna draw people. Like, hey, a, a VR um kill zone or you know, resistance, like that stuff would, would probably draw people more than say, Hey, just go explore, uh, the open expanse of horizon. But like, there's no combat or anything. I would, I will say this, the best VR usually that I've seen for places that plays the best usually is those first person shooter games. So this is not a first party at all, but 
if you could get a Call of Duty game that's fully VR, that hmm. would be awesome. And people would go crazy for that. That would push units. Especially with the um the move gun, which is if you have the move gun, it is excellent in VR. When you play it's a game that I it's a couple of games I played in VR with that move gun in it. It works better than the move the move sticks because the the gun has a little joystick on the top of it where you can move the mm-hmm. character and you can point and aim and fire. That would be so cool to play in VR, like a Call of Duty type game like that. Yeah, you can play Resistance Three like that with the with the the gun. Same with the the last kill zone on PS3. You can actually use the move gun with the the, the move sticks and play the mm-hmm. game that way. Yeah, and um. Resistance was a lot of fun like that. Um, yeah, I think you might be on to something there. Actually, yeah. wait, wasn't, wasn't Resistance 3 required the gun? I'm pretty no. sure there was no, a copy it, of the game case that said gun required. It's not required. Mm-hmm. I played Resistance throughout the gun. Required. Yeah, it was just an optional thing. We had it set up in our store. Like when I worked at, at Best Buy, I was working in the game department at the time, and I had set up a whole demo, and people loved it. It was awesome. It sold a lot of move controllers and a lot of move guns. For oh, me. also, while, while we're on the topic of VR, hey, uh, PS Plus game for the month, Farpoint, is VR only. Yeah, that's uh, the game I was that, thinking about. That that game works really well with the uh, gun, I've yeah. heard. I so, have that. That's yeah. the game I was talking yeah. about, Farpoint. It's, it's really good. One it was, of the very few VR games I've actually played. When you see those bugs coming at you and you have the gun in your hand, it is so cool to just sit there and shoot them and try to run away and they're behind Farpoint is really good in VR it feels like you're walking in like a, well, another I mean, world I'm, what do you mean in VR it's VR only yeah. you can't play it without VR yeah it's really good like with the guts with the gun in particular it is so cool that just makes you want a Starship Troopers game yeah it does it does make you want one do you want to live forever the, the Walking Dead game is good too but the the, the VR the move controllers hold that game back a lot. The uh, the only mm. Walking Dead game thing I can think about uh, is uh, is Merlin Durrell. <laughs> Merlin <laughs> Durrell. <laughs> uh, Delvin, uh. since you look lost, that's from an interview where Michael Rooker is clearly stoned out of his mind, being asked about the video game he's starring in. Um, oh, you talking about uh, um? I beat that game. Yeah, okay, yes, but. The interview where he says Merlin Durrell is very funny. <laughs> um, and uh, shout out to Press YYZ for introducing me to that video because it's fantastic. Survival Instincts, I think it's called. Walking yes, Dead it Survival is. Instincts. Yes, yeah. it's the game where you play as Daryl. Um, but it's very funny because the interview is just like Michael Rooker clearly like not wanting to be there and just goes, Merlin Durrell, together at last. <laughs> he probably doesn't remember he was in the game, <laughs> to be honest with you. He probably doesn't remember he was in that game because he's in that game for like two minutes or something like that. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for our questions. Thank you guys so much for actually sending those in to us. We really appreciate it. Um, keep them coming. Now let's transition into the news. Haley, what you got for us? Uh, this was announced earlier in the week, but I couldn't really find anything else. Um, so the next Need for Speed game, I know Dev doesn't care because when I posted this in the Discord, he was like, meh, if it's not underground, I don't care. Um, but, uh, I am a Need for Speed man. Uh, I wasn't really a fan of Heat, but I did like, um, 
Need for Speed 2015, which was, like, when they started doing those FMV videos of, like, essentially, like, you were talking to a group of people, they'd fist bump you, and then they would go back into the car, and there's no one in there, but it's just, like, an FMV. Anyways, it was really, it's done well, and the game played nice. Uh, and then the payback was alright, but I wasn't really a fan of, like, the cards for upgrading your car. Like, you, you weren't paying money for them, but they were, like... Uh, hey, this card is rated 392. It's the, it's the best engine card you can get. Like, it, it was really weird. Anyways, Heat was, eh, I wasn't really a fan of how, like, if you wanted to earn reputation, which you needed to unlock more races, you had to race at night. But if you were racing at night, you're not earning money while doing these races, so it's just a waste of your time. Um, anyways, Need for Speed, the next one, has been delayed by a year. So that the team can uh, assist on Battlefield that's supposed to come out this year. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. EA's been doing a lot of, like, interesting things. Uh, most notably, Dragon Age 4 is now a single-player-only experience. After the death of Anthem Next, which... Press F in chat. I mean, not really. I, I didn't expect Anthem Next to go anywhere because it was already a skeleton crew working on it. Uh, it is sad that they spent all that time developing it, and then EA was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're not going to move forward with, with this. But they're not losing their jobs. They're just being moved to other projects. So, and then EA has said, and I guess we'll have to see how far this actually goes, but he has also said, like, hey, we're, we're kind of just going to let studios do what they want to do. So, like, yeah, we've approved some some projects where, like, fans have been asking for it, like Skate, and, you know, this and this, and, like, they were asked to go Titanfall, and they're like, oh, we're, we're gonna let Respawn do what they want to do. And, uh, and so, we'll see how that far that goes. I just think it's interesting that a team was pulled off of something to assist another. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely strange, and it's this criterion, I'm like, they make racing stuff. What yeah. What are they doing Battlefield? Like, it just seems like a really, really odd move. Instead of just let them, like, work on the game and let them take their time with it. What are they going to yeah. do on Battlefield? They're going to work on tanks? Like, just, I don't, I don't know. know. It's just odd. Odd, odd move I, for me. Isn't, isn't this next Battlefield supposed to be modern day anyways? Because the last one, last two I were like no World idea. War One and then World War Two, And the World War Two game sparked outrage because they had a woman on the cover. Like... I honestly have no idea. I haven't followed that game. Was not good, by the way. I mean, I know that Battlefield Five wasn't good. Like they literally gave it away for free, like a month and a half after it came out. So, yeah, that game was not yeah. good at all. I haven't played a Battlefield since I think three. The last Battlefield game that I actively played was Battlefield Bad Company Two. The Bad Company games were great. Like the the story in those games was fantastic. Uh, actually. Weirdly enough, I played Bad Company 2 on my dad's PC when I still lived with him. So. Well, I think I still have Bad Company 2 in plastic. <laughs> it's a good game. Highly recommend it. It probably doesn't look great now because it, it was like 2008, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see what you do, EA. I appreciate you letting studios do what they want. Dragon Age 4 should have been single player from Jump. Yep. Same with Anthem. Anthem should not have been a multiplayer game. It should have been a typical Bioware single-player adventure. Like, if you just sit there and play through the actual campaign and pay attention to the story, Anthem isn't so bad. Um, so, yeah, let the studios do what they want. 
please mm. give us a Titanfall three. Y'all left us with a, a serious cliffhanger, so um, I'm gonna need more Titanfall. In the so, life. so for Titanfall reference, the story was great. So, for reference, Bad Company two was released in 2010, and uh, the original Bad Company was released in 2008. So. Yeah, those were games I always wanted to play. Just I, I never got around to it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember People bad. Love those. I remember bad companies. Like the first game's cover was really great because it was a grenade with like the Watchmen style happy face sticker on it. Mm-hmm. So yep, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, it's good stuff. Bad company is really good. Yeah, what you got for us, Delvin? Apparently. Postal is now on PS4. Have you either of you ever played this game? I have not played Postal, but I know what it is, and I know very well why it's so controversial. Yeah, I'm I'm sh- I'm shocked. They they announced this a while back, and I remember them announcing it a while back. But it almost felt like it's stealth dropped on PS4 because I didn't hear it anything did. about it. it did. Yeah, I did. I didn't hear anything about it either until just now. I want to say in the '90s. That was the '90s, right, Dev? It, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. This was like a very controversial game in terms of it was on the news articles and stuff like that. People wanted to ban the game. At one point, it wasn't even in GameStop. Like, they would not allow this game to be in GameStop yep. and things like that. You had to go buy this game from, like, mom and pop stores and stuff like that. And I remember all the visceral about this game. And I, I want to kind of say that it made people want to play this game more. because some, Because people were talking about it so much about how this is an awful game and everything. I think Postal 2 in particular has Gary Coleman in it. It became like a pop culture Mm -hmm. thing and they made movies based off of it and everything. And I never never played Postal at all. And it always interests me because I was like, what is all the fuss about when you have games like Mortal Kombat where they're taking people's heads off and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Hey, hey Delvin, in case we have any younger listeners who don't know who Postal, what postal is and what it means? Could you just give give them a general reference of what this game is based on? Oh, perfectly. I will. Postal is a game essentially just purely about violence. The main character is a, a ex postal worker who goes crazy and just starts gunning down people. Uh, the, Hence the, the term the, the, going uh, postal. Yes, yes, which which is why the game is called Postal. It's a it's a play on going postal. So. Yeah, and this kind of led to like I, I want to say this is one of the games Congress was talking about when they were talking about banning mm-hmm. video games and stuff like that in kids. Yep. And it's super interesting that even like it's so revered that it's coming out on PS4 and Switch for that matter. And then the first the, one is the out Nintendo now. The Nintendo side of it is really weird for sure. Um, but also it's very funny to hear like to bring up like the fact that this game was what led to like you know. Congress starting to talk about banning video games when there's a Chicago lawmaker right now who wants to ban GTA Five because uh, carjackings are up in Chicago. Yeah, that's and, yeah. Uh, and he's that's GTA Five. G- he's blaming it on GTA Five, which is okay. You yeah. uh, you have the wrong correlation and causation there, sir. Yeah, but it's, good luck. Has nothing to do with the poverty in the city or anything. It's just purely GTA Five. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. And, and it's funny because he's a Democrat, too, which it's usually Republican lawmakers who are trying to do this. Yeah. I think he's doing it for cap. That's all that is. Yeah, pretty much. Probably. But, yeah, I'm super interested to try it, cause, not because I think it's good or not. It's because I want to see what the hubbub was about with the game. It's only $10, by the way. 
And it's a re it's a remake, a reboot, does, I think. Does, does, does it have trophies? Yeah. I'm quite sure it does. <laughs> if it has trophies, I'll play it. <laughs> but I'm super interested in what people saw as offensive back then. And what if if if, right. if me playing it now, well I'm like, this is not offensive. This is just stupid. I mean a, Yeah. It's but, it's like when it's like when people get upset about just cause. It's like the whole point of the game is to just cause chaos. Yeah. That's why it's called just cause. I, I kind of feel yeah. like in a generation where we have South Park and Family Guy, this may not be as offensive as as those yeah. shows are. I don't think it'll be anywhere near as um, controversial as it was back then. Because back then, like this, this was it was a lot for. It came out ninety seven, so it was a lot for ninety seven, especially coming off like Mortal Kombat and like. Just all of a sudden, all kids are being so exposed to violence and yada yada yada. Not like they haven't been watching violent movies forever, so it, it was it's it's dumb. But I think now, like playing through a postal game, it's not even gonna feel like anything. It's just like it's some guy who got upset and decided to go on a, a rampage. Like I just I don't think it it hits anywhere near the way it does um, back then. Plus, I mean. I mean, how, <laughs> how many people wake up and go on rampages? I mean, how many school shootings have right. happened since this game came yeah. out? Like, yeah. like the video games don't cause violence. Like, there have been plenty of studies that like show there's no correlation between the two. But here we are. And also, there yeah, are plus, actual school shooting video games out there that people yeah. have kind of tried to take that postal formula and make something of their own. So, it's kinda, yeah. And I mean, Postal came out a couple of years after like a couple of Postal like shootings. So I think that also had a lot to do with why it was so controversial at the time. Yeah. Just because you have this new, you know, entertainment form, somewhat new. Like it was, gaming was still rather new in 97 when you really look at the, the grand scheme of things. And it's a game that's kind of glorifying these really bad, you know, postal worker killings you know so i think then it definitely was a little more like oh this 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 doesn't seem right where now it's just like oh it's a video game who cares yeah i think that's kind of how the fact that nope not many people are talking about it kind of tells you what people think about it like people don't care like i had to look i had to look up and find this story it was not like a a widely known thing like Postal's on PS4 now? And yeah. it wasn't on the front page of the PS4 store. You had to search to find it to even buy it. So that tells you. Actually, let's double check that. the stigma. Because I'm going to open the PlayStation. Keep, just, just. I, I did, I, I'm, I, opening the, I'm opening the PlayStation store right now. I didn't see it when I had went to get it. I got it. I didn't see it when, on the front page. I had to type in Postal to find it. Yeah, I think it's because it carries that stigma from what it was back then. But I mean, like after a game like GTA Five, something like Postal, like doesn't even blip the radar. You know? Hey, yeah. Uh, for reference, found it. It is indeed on the store. Is uh, it? It is thirteen ninety nine in Canada, so ten bucks in uh, in US? the states. Like 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 they said. Um, but yeah, it's called Postal Redux by N uh, by mdgamesp.zo.o. Cool. Thanks. Uh, released on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And we heard nothing about this until like now, essentially. Nobody was talking about it. No, 
No big articles. that wasn't on IGN. Like, I had to look for this and find this. Like, oh, this is an interesting thing. Oh, the description yeah. for this game says, uh, Brand new Rampage mode. Take aim for the high score in this frantic mode that awards points for sustained killstreaks, creative methods of destruction, and blistering fast action. Battle through 17 levels in the classic campaign. Beginning from your humble home, traverse through the mine and trailer park, witness the mean streets of the ghetto and the bright lights of the city, all the way to the final standoff at the Air Force Base, including a stop at the all-new Carnival. Includes the original add-ons... Blast through Special Deliveries Easy Mart, Shantytown, Earthquake, and the luxurious L.A. Palomino Resort. And then head to Japan in Super Postals, Tokyo, and Osaka. Play through everything together in the massive combined 23-level Excess Postage Campaign. A wild range of foes. Uh, defend yourself against gun-crazy vigilantes. Tr- trigger-happy police officers. Trained and efficient SWAT and military squads. The quintessential marching band. And angry ostriches. Ten weapons of destruction. Lay waste with the mighty shotgun and spray cannon. Roast attackers with Molotovs and the flamethrower. Fill the streets with fire with the napalm launcher. Clear out entire groups with grenades and the rocket launcher. Heat seekers included. Lay traps for unsuspecting pursuers with varied types of mines. And introducing the commanding revolver. Postal Redux is a high definition remake of the classic dark and surreal twin stick isometric shooter. Take control of the postal dude as he fights to survive in a world gone mad with violence. Cool. It just sounds like GTA. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Also, there's no mention of trophies, so, like, I got no clue. I will let you know when I try it today. I'm going to try it today, and I'll let you know. Yeah. It literally sounds like Grand Theft Auto 3 when you first run up on one of those rampage icons and had no idea what it was, and it was just, like, kill everything. I think Postal I Two was the like. first person shooter. I think it was. I think, yeah. mm-hmm. I think one was metric and two was actually a first person shooter. So, that's yeah. yeah. Wild. Weird. Absolutely wild. Yeah. So for reference, I'm pretty sure this is Postal One because yes, it's not. It's not Postal Two. It's just Postal Redux. I wonder if it sells. Cause I don't think I I feel like this is not the same company that made the original Postal game from Correct. I'm sure uh, it's not. I'm pretty sh- yeah. I have no idea who the original was, but I know it's like Manhunt, where like Rockstar made it, but Rockstar doesn't really want their name attached to it anymore. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious if this sells enough for the sequel to come out. Oh, I don't mm, think it matters because there's a bunch of stuff on the store that doesn't sell, and they get sequels. So that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I love Rattalika games because easy platinums, but there's like Foxyland, which I guarantee you didn't sell all that well except for Trophy Hunters, and then there's Foxyland 2, so that got a sequel. Like, I don't think it matters. Yeah. And I'm interested to see what happened with this game. Actually, wait, hold on, Delvin. You said it's out already, right? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me just go to games. uh, Postal. See if anybody's playing it. Uh, no, I'm I'm searching on um, on PSN profiles. I searched Postal Redux. Nothing shows up, so I don't know if it has trophies. I don't know if people even know it was out. <laughs> like, right. Super yeah. stealth drop. Um, if I go to home, keep going. If I go to home and just uh, check for new trophy list, it might show up there. But, you know. Yeah. It'll be a fun thing to track and see if... Um, 
how, the second one comes or if this how well it does. Because I think the second one is the one that everybody went crazy over and that one like blew up to be yeah. super popular and things like that. Yeah. Because, because of the PC mods and things like that with it too. Mm-hmm. I uh, yep. I don't see it on PSN profiles, so I got no clue. Yeah. For shizzle. All right, so this last story before we get into our topic of the week. So the Outriders demo has gotten several patches um, with more to come, actually. Um, for me, this is this is exciting because it means that the, the code is actually in a good enough place where they can pivot and add and make changes relatively fast. Um, so the last patch, they've nerfed like how easy it is to farm legendaries because people are literally just farming the mess out of this game since you can... Even though the demo is limited to how much of the game you can play, you can still just exist in the open world and just keep farming. And since your 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 characters carry over into the new into the full game, anything that you've managed to farm, you get to keep. So legendaries and everything that are that are actually dropping in the demo, you're able to take into the the um, current game. Which actually, like, there's a certain like scale of things. So like getting super powerful in the beginning can kind of jack up the whole progression system for the game. So they've had to step in and kind of tweak that so that it doesn't ruin the progression for the game. But the fact that they're, they're actually already able to go in and patch and fix things. There's a patch coming later, turn off motion blur, stuff like that. It just means that the, the, the code is actually in a really good place to allow them to pivot and make changes as fast. I think this is freaking genius to come out with the demo to like actually get people in not just like some random beta but a demo to get people in get people invested be able to see what they want and be able to pivot and make changes that fast before the official launch and then also be able to carry what you've already done into the game that's one way to get people to play a demo like even longer because now i'm not going to start the game all over and have to go through all this demo content again i just get to pick up where i left off um, so I really think this is this is flipping genius for a game like this, and it just makes me that much more excited. Yeah, I I haven't the seen release. the second patch, but I have seen the first one come through on my console. So yeah, I think the I think the last last patch was supposed to drop yesterday. I think it's and probably then there's another just... one coming this week for the motion blur. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the thing is, is, like, the first one was an actual client side, like, hey, like, hey, here's mm-hmm. the actual application update. Are the other ones just, like, actual, like, hot fixes? Where, one like, of them, yeah, one of them yeah. was a hot fix on the back end that didn't require a patch or anything like yeah. that. Because um, I, I, yeah, I know Paul Tassi posted this morning that, like, another hot fix is coming to put legendaries back in chests, but only one chest. Yeah, they basically the the main like the main boss fight. They put the legendaries back in that chest because they're like you should be rewarded for killing bosses, but all the other chests will not drop legendaries anymore. So you can still farm bosses, but as far as just farming chests, they're like no, that's gonna kill the progression of the game. So we can pivot and fix that, which I think is really good. So it'll be a lot of fun to see how well this game actually does. Um, if it has a long tail after you know April first, because it is it is a, a fully contained game. It's not there's no DLC plan. There's no post you know campaign stuff that they're adding. There is some in-game stuff where you can you know farm gear and, and create builds and stuff like that to take on the more challenging stuff that's, that's the post-game content or post-campaign content. But other than that, like 
we're getting a full-fledged game. Like, here's a story. It's going to be, you know, 30 hours, maybe 50 if you do all the side stuff. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So good on you. People can fly in Outriders. Keep doing what you do. Looks interesting. I'm going to try it this week and see how I like it. Yeah. I think you think you'll be like, eh, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, real talk, Delvin. It doesn't really seem like your kind of game. Probably not. The fact that you can play it single player, like you don't need a team or anything, mm-hmm. bodes well for you. The fact that there's not, um, like a whole lot of, you know, I need to be online and play this and get these people. No, it's basically an RPG with guns. Like there's a whole. RPGs like sweet of stuff, hmm. mods and create and, and, and uh, you can create stuff uh, as well as like ri- a ridiculous like skill tree. So it'll be interesting. I'll yeah. be interesting to see what you think of it. People can fly is the um it's Cliffy B, isn't it? Who's people can fly? I'm trying to think who they were. Well, it, it they they made uh, Bullet Storm. Okay. Well, he doesn't make games anymore. He's out of it. But they made mm-hmm. Bulletstorm. I think they made the original Gears. See, that's what I was trying to figure out. It was the original Gears. Yeah. Okay. I love the original Gears, so I'll check it out. Yeah, it has a lot of, like, Gears type stuff. As far as, like, the cover and, like, the, the roadie run, as they call it, there's there's a lot of that in there. Okay. Which didn't bother me at all, but they no, also the... say, you know, cover is for cowards, so stop using cover. Use your powers and your I mean, abilities. And I would love to up. not use cover, but when you throw 60 enemies at me at once, I'm going to have to use cover. That was one of my favorite parts about Gears, just getting in that cover and shooting over the cover, feeling like you're awesome. Oh, no, no. Throw See, grenade. In, Gears, in Gears, that's fine because it's meant for cover, but like uh, with Outriders, they don't really want you using cover. So anytime you get in cover, there's immediately like a grenade thrown at you and you have to move and it's ridiculous. Like, so why, So why give me the cover in the first place? Yeah, it's it's you. If you know how to use the cover right, you can actually use it pretty well to pick off snipers or plan out your attacks. But a lot of your your health regen is based on getting kills or multiple kills in succession or kills with your yeah. power. So like for the trickster, I I regain energy by getting kills up close. So like for me, one of the easiest way to just like keep my my health going on a loop is to find an enemy, teleport behind them. Use my use one ability that like kind of explodes them, and then use the 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 time slow to just murder everything in that bubble in that bubble really close. So yeah, you throw sixty enemies at me, I can like corral them all, and and murder them. So it, it they 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 give you cover, but I feel like the cover is more of like okay, let me see what the what the battlefield is looking like and how I can aggressively take out all these enemies. But it's not meant to just kind of sit there and cover. That sounds like I had to look up. Remember the name of the game? There was a, a game called The Club, where you it's like this, it was like this third person shooter game that you have to go run around this kind of area, and you shoot people for like points almost, and it, it would like challenge you in a way where they didn't want you using the cover. They wanted you to go out there, get as many kills as possible as you can. It was fun. But I think it was yeah. it was just like a multiplayer game or something like that, so I didn't get into it too much. But it was really fun. Yeah, the multiplayer of this one is is nice because it's it's just compa- it's it's just co op. It's not anything real competitive, and it's fun to combine everything. So yeah, I'm excited. Cool. All right. So as we found out last week, PSVR two is a thing, but 
PlayStation said, don't forget about the PSVR that you already have. Here's this PSVR spotlight. So I don't know if you guys, it came out, I think this dropped on the 3rd, where they just had, hey, we're going to go have a, a PSVR spotlight, and we're just going to start dropping some great game trailers. Um, with They just dropped, like I think, five or six different trailers for these games that are coming to PSVR, um, starting at like 7 a.m. Pacific time on the 3rd. Um, they had a game called After the Fall from the creators of Arizona Sunshine, which is a fast-paced uh, FPS game. They had a JRPG-inspired MMO called Zenith, which will be very interesting to see an MMO in VR. Um, they have something called I Expect You to Die. Um, which Expect is to Die is really good. Interesting. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, yeah, that I, one actually... I can explain that one to you. That's Because this, this is a sequel to I Expect You to Die. The first one is kind of like this... James Bond puzzle-like mm -hmm. game where you have to solve these puzzles and if you don't solve the puzzle, you get brutally murdered. So it's really cool. It's really interesting because like you have to defuse a bomb or throw a bomb out the window before they before time is up. It's really cool. This is kind of a sequel of, of that game. Oh, yes. I do remember seeing that game. Yeah, that thing looked awesome. Like, yeah. That game actually did look really cool. So that's getting that. This is a sequel to that. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's a cool VR experience. Um, they have another VR like action game called Fract, which also looks pretty cool. Um, first person looks like a shooter almost, but it's got a lot of action in it. So like, <laughs> you're 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 on a snow, you're on skis, you're rappelling down a mountain, all these like big action scenes in VR, which actually looks pretty cool. Um, it's like playing becoming like an action hero. So yeah, that looks good. <coughs> they have this weird thing called um, what is it? Song in the smoke, which looks like you're hunting and you're surviving, like surviving the night or whatnot. So it's like a survival game in VR, which also looks pretty cool. And then uh, last, they announced Doom Three, the VR edition, is coming to PSVR. Mm. There was also another game announced that day that's not immediately coming to PSVR, uh, but boy. Does that game look weird? Uh, it's a Zombieland VR game, and the image of Woody Harrelson's character looks awful. Um, <laughs> it, it is, oh boy, um, that I believe it's, sorry, hold on. I know it was announced the same day, uh, Zombieland VR, uh, yes, uh, Headshot Fever is what the game's called. It's called Zombieland Headshot Fever. And uh, the models for the characters don't look great, but it's essentially like the first person, like, just shoot as many zombies as you can type game. Um, Why was it included in the showcase? I have no idea, but there's an article here from two days ago. Zombieland VR hits Oculus Quest this spring, PlayStation VR in 2021. So, so, so there's no date for it. Uh, for PlayStation yet, but like it was announced on the same day. I'm super excited that they are doubling down on PSVR and like, hey, mm -hmm. while we have PSVR 2 coming out, here's some games for PSVR 1 that are most likely going to work on PSVR 2 as well. I think that's yeah, super cool that's and great what I was thinking. that they're doing that. And I know the, the conversation was, I want to say it was last week where, oh, PSVR didn't really sell that much, but 
I did some more research on that. PSVR is the highest selling VR console. So even without it selling that much, it still sold a good amount and it's pretty profitable, apparently. So they just doubled down on it. I, I mean, this is a controversial opinion. Actually, it might not be, but I think it's a controversial opinion. Um, and it's not me saying, like, F VR. Everybody knows how I feel about VR. But um, you're going to see Oculus sell less because of the way that Facebook has mandated that you need a Facebook account to use Oculus. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want, like, a lot of people have deleted their Facebook accounts and whatnot, and they don't want to deal with Facebook. But to use Oculus, you now have to have a Facebook account. If you do not have an account mm-hmm. with Oculus right now, you have to have a Facebook account to use it, which is going to cause that device to sell less because there's so many people. And I know a high-profile example is Gary Witta. Gary Witta does not want to use Oculus because he doesn't want a Facebook account. Um, yep. Like, like you're going to see that device sell less. Uh, so yeah, PlayStation VR is going to sell more than the other VR units because you're not mandated to have a Facebook account to use them. Yeah, but it's good that they are not backing down from VR at all. And they, hey, we're going to still promote promote it. That's because that was one of the things we had with, um, last, I guess, generation of PR, PSVR. They wasn't really promoting it that much. Yeah, you had games mm-hmm. constantly coming out, but it was kind of like the Vita in terms of like, yeah, we got all these games coming out, but we're not going to really tell you that these games are coming out. You're just going to have to see it on the store. I mean, right. aside from this VR showcase, who's to say they just don't just do the same thing again? It's possible. Because they, they did one of these for the original PSVR, like right after it was announced, and then other games just trickled out, and that was it. It's, it's very possible, but it's good to see I'm that... I'm just glad it's getting support. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good to see good. that they care about it. They're not just going to let it straight up, straight up die. And yeah. The fact that one of the conversations we've had multiple times last year is they're going to keep supporting VR, and is it going to be a PSVR too, even though we saw rumors of it a while back and like we I think at one point they were showing like uh, schematics from it like that got leaked out and things like that and we saw the whole breakable controller thing and the fact that we're getting controver- con- con- confirmation that yeah there's a PSVR 2 not coming out this year but it's going to be coming out pretty soon and yeah here are some games that you're going to be able to play for it either now or in the future if you want to get PSVR 2 yeah. here's some more games for it and we fixed the thing that's one of the major things that you didn't like about it in terms of the wires, it's only one wire now. And those move controls that's been around forever, you know, we're going to update it and give you something cooler. I think that's cool. Yeah, again, yeah. My, my problems with VR aside, um, it, it is nice that they're obviously giving support to it for those that want to enjoy VR. Um, it's definitely just a question of whether or not they veto this. And based on Sony's track record, I don't have high hopes that they won't veto it where they'll just, you know, let games come out for it, but they won't really promote them. Aside from games, like, the Doom thing is really weird, especially because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the other day that Microsoft and uh, and Bethesda deal closed. Like, there was no objection in the EU or whatnot. So, um, we still don't know how that whole situation is going to work out. I'm sure we'll hear soon how that's going to go. But it, it was very yeah. weird, st- like to hear that, like, "Hey, Doom Three VR is coming." Like, okay, I'm sure it's been something that's was that's what I'm going to say. But that's the acquisition was even announced, and I think largely a lot of Bethesda is going to be allowed to just kind of continue doing what they're doing. I think that there may be games that come to Xbox 
that aren't already existing franchises that'll be exclusive or timed exclusives. Like I, I still feel like Bethesda's gonna be everywhere. And yeah. I don't think this is gonna get vetoed, the fact that they're making a second one um yeah. with actual updates and they keep pushing games out to it. Like if you're not like looking looking for if you're not I guess like super you know in the know you may not know about the vr stuff but there's always vr games that are coming almost they every week promoted as much but i feel like they're they've never like just stopped worrying about vr i feel like it's always been something that has either been part of a showcase that let you know that there's vr games coming and all of these games look to have a, a good deal of polish which leads me to believe that yeah they're not letting vr go or 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 you know stopping supporting it and i feel like a lot of these games are like the bridge to psvr2 like i feel like when you look at a lot of these games like for example the uh what is it the action one not after the fall but where are you the um the fract it kind of reminds me of like half-life alex like looking at the way the hands are the way The movement is and stuff it reminds me of, of Half-Life Alex, which is probably lauded as like the best VR experience out there. Um, and I, I feel like them leaning into stuff like this is just going to continue and they're really going to push, you know, VR as, as much as they can. But I still think VR is so new and it's in such its infancy that there's still just a lot of work to be done there where the handheld market is just dominated by Nintendo. And if you don't really push, 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 and constantly have good experiences on on that system, it's hard to to stack up against. Where with VR, it's still kind of an open market where everybody can get in. And with you know Facebook doing what they do, and people not liking Facebook, it just opens it up even more for PSVR to to have more success. So, yeah. This is exciting to see them to see them continue to push, even though I don't have VR and I'm not looking forward to VR. Like it's just not something that I'm I haven't seen the thing that wants to drown me into VR yet. See, but um one all of, my, of these things are really exciting. Again, one of my biggest problems with VR is I get motion sickness from it. Like it's the same thing that's like like generally games coming out now, like I really haven't noticed an issue, right? Like I'm playing Valhalla at 60 FPS. I was able to play Control at 60 FPS. Like, games now are generally pretty good, but, like, games from a couple years ago on PC, when my PC could actually handle them, I couldn't do 60 FPS. I had to do 30. Like, I was literally getting headaches left and right, and I just... It's very... It's very hit or miss, but, like, with VR especially, because the screen is, like, right in my face, I'm not sure how i would handle it yeah yeah i think they know that this is kind of a niche product and not everybody's gonna get it and i think they understand mm-hmm. that and they accept that and they're just like hey we're making decent money off of this let's keep the let's right. keep let's keep it going i think that's good yeah absolutely absolutely so it'll be nice to see where it goes and how much more you know vr support we get from sony and the more information we get about the PSVR 2, and I think it's, it's just good. And I'm sure these games will probably get updates to PS, PSVR 2 as well whenever that happens. So it's just good to see that they're still going to support it continuing on and not just letting it die while waiting for PSVR 2. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this. Can they feasibly make this PSVR unit 499 
the same price because the original PSVR was the same price as the PS4. Mm-hmm. So can they put this new unit out at the same price as the PS5, or is this gonna have to be like, hey, this PSVR unit is two ninety nine or something like that? Okay, again, I know that we talk about how crappy Canada is, but if they do the price of the PS5, that device is not selling in Canada. I guarantee you. Especially as a niche item already. Like, yes, again, PlayStation VR is going to sell more than Oculus because of the Facebook integration and other factors. However, again, Canada's money situation aside, you put that thing out in Canada as a niche device for $630 starting price, it's not selling. I guarantee you. How much is the Quest there? Uh, in Canada? One sec. Well, it would be the Quest 2, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm, I know what you were yeah, asking yeah. for. I'm... Very interested. A tough call. The, the fact I, that it comes the out Oculus is... Quest 2 64GB VR headset with touch controllers at Best Buy in Canada is $399.99. Okay. Hmm. I think that if they launch it at that price, it'll take a while to have adoption. The fact that it's going to be several years after the PS5 has already been announced, it, it doesn't make it feel like you have to spend 800 bucks to get into PSVR, which is a good thing. Um, but I do think a $500 price point is probably too much. I think maybe 299 $399 is easier to swallow. Um, but I also think that if they're going to release it, <clears throat> you know, at those price points, they need to come with a lot. Um, it yeah. needs to not just, you don't need to, I, I wouldn't want to have to buy that and then buy the new controller separately. Like if I'm going to spend $400, I want to be able to have everything I need in one bundle. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to have to go and then piecemeal everything together. Um, and since you can't, it's not like the, 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 the gloves are already going to exist. It's not like you can have two SKUs where they did now, where you had one that if you already had, you know, the the move, the, the move stuff, you could just buy the, the headset. It's going to have to be an all-in-one bundle, which then could end up driving that price up to 500 So it's a tough call. I, I don't know that I'd want to spend 500 for PSVR, but I'm also probably not the market that they're aiming at. But it wouldn't shock me if it came out at that price, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I, I, I would still imagine... Two ninety nine or three ninety nine being the price point that they launch at because it is an add on accessory that cannot be used without the PlayStation. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting how they do this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Again, uh, this question was asked. When do you guys think it launches? Fall next year, twenty twenty three. I think that's too soon. No, that's what I said. I I agree with that. I said twenty twenty three. Like, yeah. Like I think. And not even just COVID stuff, right? Like, I think 2023, based on the fact that they're like, hey, it's not launching this year, but we're letting you know it's coming. Like, if they were going to say, if it was going to come out next year, I don't even think they would have mentioned when it was coming. I think they just would have said, hey, PSVR 2 is in development and left it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that they were like, it's coming sometime, I feel like that means it's a ways off. Yeah. I mean, they're probably still doing a lot of the, the R&D on it, um, prototyping stuff. I will say so it's... I think it, we're a way off. It's very interesting that it's going to launch a couple years after the PS5 and still require a wire. 
I don't. Oh. I don't at all. I don't think, I think a lot of it is like, if we're going to do this right and we want to be able to tie it into anything backwards compatible, like it's going to need to connect to the system. Plus to be able to give it that extra juice, it needs to connect to the system. Like the Quest is great and all, but the Quest is better when it's connected to a PC. Yeah. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So I think I'm not surprised at all with the wire. As much as people would love to not have a wire, I think that for what PlayStation does and how they want to have their experiences and just like the previous games, I think it it it, it will require a wire. So I said it's only one wire. Hopefully it'll be just the USB C so it can plug right into the USB C port in front of the PlayStation. Um, which might make it a little bit Actually, easier. While we're on that, real talk, it's real annoying that the USB C connector for the controller um, is USB C for the controller only and not the console. Like, why you have that USB C port? Why wouldn't you? It's uh, USB C to me is so weird because it, it's not like it's faster than USB, like the regular USB. It's literally just a form factor. Yeah. So it, I don't even know why. Like it's like we let's let's have both. It's just like uh, you didn't even really need to do that at all. Like there was no real need to make it USB C for the controller at all, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. It's still the same speed. It's still just a USB three point one port. So yeah. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just I like I get the different like you have different ends on certain USBs. Like a micro USB has one large USB end and and a micro end, but you have a USB-C port on your controller and you have one on the front of the thing. But the cord for this is USB-C into the controller only and USB-A into the, like, into the console. Why? <laughs> Probably because they want you to be able to plug into the front or the back. Hmm. Maybe. And maybe because they have more ideas, you know, down the line for that USB-C port in the front. Also, real talk, can, can we get new new colors now, please? Hi, I would love new colors. <laughs> I don't. I think they're more worried about getting systems out than I know. new colors. Yeah. I know that's Put fair. Money. But Put the development for the console. Screw the colors for right now. But I want I want a different color controller. There are ways to make that happen. I am not going to spend the money to do that. <laughs> then you don't want a new color that bad. No, I, I, I do want a new color, but I would rather not have to break apart my controller to make it a new color. You don't have to do that. There's, there's, there's other ways. I am not doing like the Donnie. Color way. I, I am not doing... I'm, <laughs> I'm not paying that much for a controller. Are you kidding me? Then again, like I said, you don't want a new color that bad. Uh, yeah. I'm not paying two hundred dollars in Canada for a controller, thank you. Unless it's an, I think that uh, unless I think two hundred is the regular U.S. price, so you're looking at like two fifty out there. Okay, but again, unless it's an elite controller, I'm not paying that much for a controller. It'll look elite. It, great <laughs> that it's still a regular controller. I'm not paying <laughs> two fifty for a regular controller. Yeah, it's a bit much. Won't be regular. It'll be your color you want it to be. Ah, great. It still functions as a regular controller. It's just pink now. Yeah, there you go. Or red. I'm not paying two fifty for that. Well, <laughs> you don't want it that well, bad. White and black it is. White yeah. and black it is. Jesus. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 74 of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you guys enjoyed yourself. 
please feel free to holler at us and give us a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStationXP. Stop by the blog at PSVG.blog or the Discord at PSVG.blog slash Discord and join us in our shenanigans there. Last but not least, we'd like to invite you to be a part of our Patreon over at Patreon.com slash PSVG, where for $3, you can get all of this content and more, such as Strong Style or um, Decade of Horror. Um, and also just our DLC shows, our, our interviews with all of our, our people, you can get a little bit more background knowledge, and we're probably going to bring back some of our shenanigan, our more shenanigan-y uh, DLCs where it's just us riffing on nonsense, because those are always fun. Yes, they are. So if you like our, if you like our stuff here, you'll probably love our stuff there. Um, and with that, I'd like to give a special thank you to our Patreons at the producer level, Mr. Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fall Harbor, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris M., myself, and Josh the Bornsaw Barboni. Thank you all for joining us in the journey that is PSVG. And with that, let the people know where they can find you, Haley. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at ShepardZero. Um, currently, uh, you know, free, like featuring tweets that are uh weirded out by the fact that they tried to throw an anti-trans amendment into the COVID-19 relief bill in the senate it failed thankfully but uh hi i don't know what anti-trans decisions need to be made for a COVID relief bill that's not helpful maybe maybe don't do that like y you know yeah. yeah maybe don't do that also like it failed because one Republican voted no on it, while Manchin uh, voted yes on it. So, y you know, uh, wow, maybe don't do that. Also, in case anyone's wondering, I care about this stuff because, uh, y you know, A, I'm trans, but B, uh, let's, let's make, you know, living while being trans... Not a nightmare every freaking day. It's everywhere. Like, it's it's all over the place. And, yes, it's nowhere near as bad as, like, other, you know, minorities or whatnot. But, but it's still bad, and we should make the world a safer place for everyone. Maybe? I don't know. You, yeah. you, you know? Just, j just, just putting that out there. Um, you can also follow, uh, find me on your gaming platform of choice at Haley Zarell. Um. And at twitch.tv slash where I haven't been able to stream because, hi, um, A, I don't have the energy right now. I'm literally, like, if I'm not doing work or podcast, uh, I'm mostly asleep, and it's really annoying. Um, would love to fix that, and I think it's kind of related to not having a job because I'm just out of energy all the time. So, um, and what happened there? My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my like God. the Oscars. The Oscars just <laughs> to wrap it up, box. Yeah, uh, wrap it up, B. No, no, no. I was, I was actually gonna make a fuck the Oscars joke because uh, uh, a friend of mine sent me a clip of Swedish news that was like uh, talking about it takes two, uh, Joseph Ferris' new game. And they're like, I don't understand what the game title is. They're not telling me what the game title is. And they mentioned Joseph Ferris. And I'm like, it's the fuck the Oscars guy. Yeah. And his game's mm -hmm. called It Takes Two. And they're like, oh, I thought it was like a game by Take Two. I was like, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> um, and then uh, if you want to see my shenanigans, 
on Tumblr, it's haleyzarel.tumblr.com. It's literally haleyzarel anywhere but Twitter, because that got suspended for a joke of with a gift that said, kill them all. So, great. Well, there you have it. Delvin, where can the people find you, and have you started any new podcasts this week? The Oscars will not be showing me off <laughs> that easily. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at devil underscore Cox. Check out the Devil Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. <laughs> and you can find me at Dat Ninja Dev pretty much anywhere and everywhere. And with that, long live play. This has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. 